Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Today, I am very grateful to be recording this episode from the unceded traditional territories of the Tecumlips Tishikwamek people, and I want to express my deep gratitude that I'm able to live, work, and play on these beautiful lands. As we continue to watch the horrors of what is happening in beautiful Ukraine, I think it's important for all of us to take a few moments and appreciate the land we get to walk on. Land is sacred for many people and cultures, and I know from my own family experience that being in nature is a very integral part of life in Ukraine. To see it be so callously destroyed is just heartbreaking. But as you've all learned over the last months, Ukraine will survive and it will be restored to its original beauty. Please continue to watch, learn, and support wherever you can. I will be updating my Stand with Ukraine page this week with some new options for donations, as well as an incredible audiobook you may want to listen to. I'll also share some new people to follow who are on the ground reporting and helping. You can find all of that at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash stand dash with dash Ukraine. Thank you to everyone who has reached out to help. Every message, thought, and dollar that you share matters. Now on a more positive note, I want to share a lovely comment from one of our listeners. Masoom Tawari left this comment on Podbean, which is our main hosting platform. She says, simply love the episodes and find them extremely informative, explained in detail, and covers the important aspects of the topic. I'm so glad that you're finding meaningful information you can use to help in your career, Masoom. Thank you for leaving your comment. When I started this podcast, that was the goal take all my best advice and information about HR careers and job seeking and make it available to anyone who wanted it for free. And I'm so glad that it's helping so many of you make moves to have an amazing HR career. Which is the perfect segue to remind you that if you really want to take your HR career and job search to the next level, the HR Mentor Fan Club membership is the place to go. For less than the cost of a cookie and a coffee each month, you can get exclusive content, including bonus episodes, free downloadable worksheets and instruction videos, and discounts on upcoming programs. You can find the link in the show notes so you can join today. I should also say there is no long-term commitment required. You can join for a month or forever. It's totally up to you. All right, let's get into today's topic. When I say the word networking, what's your reaction? Do you instantly feel nervous, confused, overwhelmed? If you're presented with an opportunity to go to a networking event, do you start thinking up excuses to get out of it? I know I used to. If the answer is yes, you are in good company. Most of the emerging HR practitioners I talk to have a fear of networking. And as I said, I was one of them. Despite being extroverted, I'm a shy person, and I don't really like approaching people I don't know and making small talk with them. I would only attend networking events if I knew other people were going and I could talk to them. As soon as I was left on my own, I would head to the washroom or I'd go home. Attending networking events was just not my scene. But I also knew it was essential to a successful HR career. And in fact, it is still essential to my career as a professor and a consultant. 
So I knew early on in my career, I had to figure out how to get over my fear and embrace this important activity. Now, if you can relate to my experience, this episode is for you. Today, I'm going to share why I think people like me have a fear of networking. And I'm also going to share a couple of tips to help you move past this fear. So you can take advantage of all the benefits networking can offer to your HR career, or any career for that matter. Are you with me? Perfect. Let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Okay, let's start with a statistic to show you just how important networking is if you're looking for your first HR job or you aspire to advance at some point in the future. How many jobs do you think are obtained through networking? Take a guess. I'll wait. Did you guess 20%, 30%, maybe 40%? It's higher than that. What about 50%? Nope. It's higher than that. There are a few sources for this information, but depending on which research you read, the range is still very high. On average, 65 to 85% of all jobs are obtained through networking. I think that's incredibly high, but you might be wary of the stats, which I think we should all have a healthy level of skepticism about statistics. But maybe you'll believe me when I say that three of my HR jobs came to me because of networking. Yes, three of them. And I have countless other stories where that was also true for my connections and former students. Remember episodes 9 and 10 of The HR Mentor and my interview with Dean Lempers? If you don't, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Dean's very first HR role came directly through networking. And he isn't the only one. So if you're struggling to find that first HR job and you're not networking, I think we may have found your next move. But before we get into what you can do to help you ditch the fear around networking, let's acknowledge what holds us all back in the first place. I believe there are four things that hold people back from networking for a job search or their career. The first one is that most people don't really understand the point of networking. Some people think that networking is about asking for a job when nothing could be further from the truth. And I'm going to help clarify what networking is in a moment. The second reason people fear networking is that they don't really know where to begin and what they're actually supposed to be doing when they network. No, you don't have to wait to get invited to a face-to-face event to do this. But networking can feel abstract to some people. And to others, they think that it just looks like a room full of people trying to juggle a drink in one hand and a plate of food in the other. Today, I will share a few practical actions you can take to help you really wrap your head around a new picture of what networking is. The third reason I think people fear networking is because they don't know who to network with. Whether you're in a job search or looking to make moves within your HR career, you don't want to just contact anyone. Though a referral or a job can come from many places, sometimes unexpected ones. 
But knowing who the best people to network with are, you improve your chances of getting helpful information and making contacts in the process. The fourth and final reason people fear networking is because they fear rejection. I know that's why I never liked the idea of it. Well, I didn't really understand it at the beginning of my career, but I also feared making a bad impression on people, not knowing what to talk about, not sounding intelligent enough, and so on. It was irrational, but that was my biggest fear. Look, no one wants to be rejected in any context, but rejection is part of the process of job seeking. It is often a numbers game, and not everyone will say yes to you along the way. So it's important to develop strategies to address your fear of rejection as a job seeker or a career builder. If you need some specific assistance with this, I encourage you to check out episode six of The HR Mentor, how to deal with rejection. And in that episode, I share some specific strategies for dealing with this during your job search. Okay, so just to summarize where we're at, there are four reasons I believe people fear networking. Number one, they don't understand the point of networking. Number two, they don't know where to start or what to do. Number three, they don't know who to network with. And number four, they fear the rejection that might come with it. So what's the antidote? Well, I can't address all four in this episode in much detail, but today I want to share two things that I believe will best address the fear factor that comes with networking. These are reframing what networking is and not knowing who to network with. In my upcoming HR Career Accelerator course, I will go into a lot of detail and process to help you actively build your network. So if you're serious about finding your first or next HR job, you may want to join us. If you sign up for my newsletter or join the HR Mentor Fan Club, you'll get the first chance to register when registration opens. And if you're in the fan club, you'll also get a discount. In any case, let's cover what we can today, starting with what networking actually is, so you can reframe your belief that this is some big scary activity that only really chatty, outgoing extroverts can master. Because that's not true. Yes, it might be easier for them, but just because someone is chatty or outgoing doesn't mean that they are good at building connections for their career. So what is networking? Well, the definition I like is the action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contacts. Let's break that down a little. You are sharing and collecting information. Sharing and collecting information about what? Well, in your case, you're sharing and collecting information about your desired role, industry, or field, and why these are important to you. That's it. Sharing and collecting information. You are not asking for a job, and you're not really cold calling people. You're collecting information from people. Have you ever been to a friend's place and they introduced you to someone that is also studying at your university? Probably. That's networking. Have you ever attended a class and met the person sitting beside you? Talked about your career goals or what your plans are? That's networking. Have you ever gone to work and met someone new that you worked with and you shared some information with them about something they're trying to do or accomplish or collected information from them? That's also networking. The biggest issue people have with networking is that they think it's this big event and overwhelming process. But really, you are just meeting people and exchanging information. 
helping them, and in some instances, asking for help or information from them. I really recommend you post this definition somewhere so that you can remind yourself what this actually is. I think this will help keep you focused and motivated. Let me say it one more time. Networking is the action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contacts. That's it. You do this all day, every day, in a variety of settings. It's just that in the context that we're looking at, job seeking, you have a more specific purpose. And I think that's where people get hung up. Look, a lot of networking and finding great jobs is actually about referrals. Sometimes you're asking people who else they know and sharing the names of people you know. Regardless, you're simply exchanging information. Now, being able to obtain information about your desired role, career path, and industry means you have to know what those are. So that is why jumping into networking is not the first step I recommend to new job seekers. The very first thing you need to do, and I've talked about this many times, is to get to know yourself. Of course, I already have an episode out there for that. So if you're serious about learning to network for your career, listen to episode 41, prepare for your HR job search, and do the exercises I recommend. Because once you know what your interests, strengths, and accomplishments are, you're ready to start reaching out to people for information that could help you. And it's through this information gathering process that you are making connections with people. That's it. Nothing to fear at all. Let's try an example to help you reframe. When I was early in my HR career, I joined the CPHR mentoring program. I requested a mentor with labor relations experience because I knew I needed to learn more about that. At the time, I was living in the Lower Mainland, but the mentor I was paired up with had previously worked in Kamloops. I wanted to move back to Kamloops. It was really just a serendipitous bonus, not something that I had asked for. But, you know, sometimes the universe delivers exactly what you need. In any case, my mentor learned of my intentions to move, and she gave me contact information for her former director, who was, yes, still living and working in Kamloops. So with her name to back up my request to talk to him, I gave him a call. I introduced myself, said who I was referred by, and asked to set up a time to ask him a few questions. I asked him about his career, his role, and the organization he was working for. Essentially, I interviewed him with about five or six questions. This is an informational interview. Of course, he asked me about my education and background, and we left the call with me sharing my intention to move to the area when an opportunity came up. The following year, an opportunity did come up. It happened to be in the organization he worked in. When I saw it, I called him, and I told him that I intended to apply. I asked a few questions about the role, And then I went through the process of the application, the interviews, and I was offered the job. Now, my contact wasn't even on the hiring committee, but I know knowing him gave me an edge over other candidates because we already had a relationship and hiring managers like to hire people they know the most about. Of course, when it's good news that they know, but it reduces their risk if they already know the person, have talked to them, and have an understanding of what their goals and motivations are. So I approached this call as an information gathering exercise. I was patient. And when the opportunity came to reach out to him, 
I did, and it worked. This also illustrates my next fear buster about who to contact. This is often the place a lot of new grads stumble when it comes to networking. They overthink who to contact, and then they reach out to people who are not really aligned to their career or job-seeking goal. So here's how I recommend you approach developing a list of potential contacts to reach out to. Now, you're going to do this once you have good clarity on your career goal and direction. So look at this as a brainstorming and sort of research activity once you know what it is you want to do, and some idea of the types of organizations or at least industries you'd like to work with, ones that align with your values. The first thing I recommend you do is make a list of organizations and industries that are a match for you. Then think about any contacts you already have that may be working in these organizations or industries. Consider people you went to school with, people you've worked with in the past, or friends of friends you may not be super close to, but who will still recognize your name when it comes up. You can also approach this process by using LinkedIn to search for people. Here's a simple way to do this. Find an organization that interests you. Search for that company on LinkedIn and start looking to see if you know anyone there directly or who is connected to someone else you know. If you know someone there, obviously put their name on the list, even if they don't work in HR. If you don't know anyone there, but you know someone who knows someone, put that person's name on the list because you can reach out to them and see if they will introduce you to the person they know that works for the organization. If you don't know anyone, that's totally fine. Do a search for that company and add in HR or human resources and see if there was anyone on there who works in HR in that organization. If there is, add that person to the list. Once you have that process completed and your list is started, think about people you've met through associations, any school clubs or groups, people in your classes, or people you've met through volunteer opportunities. Look them up on LinkedIn and see what they're doing now. Maybe they're working in HR, or maybe not in HR, but in an industry or company that's of interest to you. If so, put them on the list. Remember, we're just brainstorming here. We want to have as many potential contacts as possible. Finally, think about your family and friends. Who do they know and where do they work? Perhaps they can give you the name of someone you could talk to. Having any kind of referral, even to say, hi, My name's Melanie, and my brother Dave gave me your contact information. Just that alone helps break the ice. If they know your brother Dave, and especially if they like him, they are more likely to talk to you. There are so many people out there to help you make connections and build your HR career. And it's always easier if it comes with a referral. But even if it doesn't, you don't need to be afraid. Because in my experience, people love talking about their career. And again, you're just collecting information from them. So if you have to message somebody cold to set up a time to chat, you can simply acknowledge something that caught your interest in their profile or congratulate them on something they posted about on LinkedIn or IG if you have their account. People are also flattered when you do a bit of digging on them. Once you have your list of potential contacts, then you can create a plan and set some goals for reaching out and making connections. If you want some help with setting up informational interviews, once you have your list identified, check out episode eight, the importance of making connections. 
You will also find a link in the show notes of that episode to a worksheet that will help you plan out your informational interview process. I try to make things easy for you because honestly, this is not hard once you know what you're doing and it's extremely effective. Okay, let's wrap this up. Today I shared some reasons why people fear networking. They are number one, they don't understand the point of networking. Number two, they don't know where to start or what to do. Number three, they don't know who to network with. And number four, they fear the rejection that might come with it. And then I touched on two things you can do to overcome that fear. And they are, number one, reframe what networking actually is. Remember, you're collecting and sharing information. That's it. And once you wrap your head around that, you will be less fearful about starting the process. Number two, figure out who to network with. I think this will boost your confidence when you see a long list of people you can potentially reach out to, and it will make that next step of actually reaching out much easier. Of course, in the HR Career Accelerator, I share specific scripts for networking, and we work through the process together. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter and or the HR Mentor Fan Club to get a discount on that program when it launches and get the first available seats. And as always, remember, you have lots to give and to share with a future employer or a connection. So be brave, be bold, and start working on your network today. Now, if you found this episode helpful and inspiring, consider sharing your love with a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. I might just read your comment on a future episode of the show. And if you haven't already subscribed, be sure to click that button wherever you're listening. And remember, if you're serious about your HR career and you want to support the HR Mentor, consider getting that membership. If you join today in the HR Mentor Fan Club, you'll get instant access to my decision-making tool to help you say no to activities that aren't aligned with your values and goals, and a heck of a lot more. If you don't want to miss out, join today. You can find more information on my website at www.unicorngroup.ca. Click the little drop-down arrow at the top, select HR Mentor Fan Club, and everything you need to know is right there. You can also find the link in the show notes for this episode on our hosting platform or wherever you're listening, www.thehrmentor.podbean.com. I've also posted some links to other episodes that will help you with your networking process including episode eight, the importance of making connections, which will lead you to the informational interview guide, and episode 48, where you can hear about how Sarah Wade used networking to help her start her HR career. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your time is greatly appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.